Hey, this girls, this next usual portraits episode number six. And today I've got the portrait photographer. His name is Mark. Mark, how are you doing? What's popping? <laughs> I'm doing well. What's popping? <laughs> <laughs> What's popping? How was your day? Uh, today, I today was a pretty normal day for me. I um, I didn't get much sleep. I was up all night editing, and then I had class early this morning. I'm still in college, and then right after class, I uh, had some calls with clients and booking shoots. You know, I do that pretty much every day. And then uh, came back home, grabbed lunch, edited some photos, um, prepared my posts and everything for like, you know, the next few days, a couple days. And then uh, what else did I do? I uh, oh, and then I studied a little bit. And now we're on the we're on the we're on the podcast. Uh, and uh, you're doing like uh, portraits full time, or you're doing, for example, weddings or family photography. My main source of income is at this point, it's probably uh, portraits and lifestyle. So I'm what what I'm getting hired to do now seems to be one of two things. It seems to be that I'm a lot of. Um, influencers on Instagram and YouTube and stuff reach out to me and want me to sort of curate their their aesthetic on their Instagram pages. Yeah. So they they look at my page and they say, you know, I, I like that look. I like that style. I want to have pictures that look like that. So then they message me or email me. And and usually the deals that we work out tend to be um, well, they could they could range from different kinds of things. But one of the things that I'm getting more often now than I was before is people want People are wanting me to to shoot for them regularly. You know, they want consistent looking content that's unique. So they're calling me up for that kind of stuff. So I'll shoot with each client maybe like once or twice a month. Um, and then the other side of it is some um, a lot of times now now more than ever before, people are reaching out and wanting me to do like high concept photography. So. Um, some artists want me to shoot their album cover if they're a musician or now people are reaching out and they want me to shoot like creative, really creative um, family portraits or something, which I never, ever shoot family portraits anymore. Like I, I have a rule, like I don't shoot senior pictures. I don't shoot family portraits. I don't shoot infants. Um, I stopped doing all of that stuff a long time ago because it just it prevented me from being creative because most of the people who want those photos, I found they're not looking for your creativity. They're just looking for good looking photos, you know, of themselves and their family. And, and that's not really what I wanted to do. So I stopped taking those types of jobs. And now I'm at the point where if someone does want to book me, they're, they're, they're going to want me to do something really creative. So like I did a maternity shoot not long ago, but I had, I told her, I was like, cause she said she liked my portraits and my lifestyle shots and she wanted some maternity pictures. And I was like, well, look, um, I don't shoot maternity anymore. I used to, but I don't anymore. So this is what I'm, this is what I like to do. I like to get really creative. I like to do photo manipulations and things like that, you know, making people float or coming up with high concept things. And I sort of said, I sort of pitched her this idea, like, would it be okay if we spent a lot of time planning one epic photo? And then that would be like, you know, very unique for you to have. So she said, well, yeah, that sounds cool. What do you think? And then I, I started brainstorming ideas with her and then we settled on this one and then I, we went out and we shot it. And, that, and long story short, this photo took like three days to plan, um, like four hours to, sh well, not four hours to shoot, but like probably four hours the day of like prepping for the shoot and then planning and then setting up and shooting. And then um, 
and then it took me like eight hours to edit the photo. So a lot of work went into just one photo. So and but I was able to charge a, a higher price because I'm putting in so much work for the for the creativity and the uniqueness, you know. So that's typically what I'm making money on right now is either something really creative or giving people a consistent high quality unique look for their for their instagram pages really cool that you kind of uh, uh remove that jobs that you don't don't want to take and you t and you took like that like for example the work that you enjoy and uh, it's it's really amazing uh how did you start like take photos like what was the first initial um, thing well i i started in a literal sense i started taking photos um, and getting excited about them when I was in high school, because I had, um, I had this old, by the way, when I was in high school, there was no iPhone. So I'm older now and, uh, I'm 29 now. So when I was in high school, it was like 2003, 2004, and there was no smartphones. There were no touch phones, nothing like that. So we had flip phones and then Nokia was doing some cool stuff where they were putting cameras in their phones. So I had this Nokia phone and I remember wanting it really bad because it had this like one or two megapixel camera. And I thought, oh my God, because no, no one was putting those in their phones, you know? So, so I, I begged my parents for this phone and, and then it was like $400 and then they finally got it for me. And I just took pictures of everything, you know, because now I have this camera and I can save the photos. I was able to, you know, take the little memory card out and put them on my computer if I wanted. So I was constantly taking photos of like the sky and of my friends and just stupid things. And, um, and I realized that I was spending hours looking at the photos after I took them, I would take pictures of the clouds or a sunset. And then I would go home and look through all the photos and I would zoom in and, and I would look at how intricate the cloud patterns are. I, I got very into it. So that was like the first ex experience that I had taking photos. Um, but then in my junior year of high school, I ended up joining a band because I also do music. I play guitar and sing and stuff. So in, in my junior, uh, well, right now I'm just doing music for fun because, because like I have already recorded um, like an EP and I have songs online and I have a song on iTunes and stuff, but I don't promote it because it's not really my main focus. Um, but in high school, I joined this band and because I, you know, I love music. I think music is like my first passion. And when we were promoting our band, we were always doing photo shoots, you know, with photographers so that we can have posters or flyers or t-shirts or, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Or we have, we needed photos for our MySpace pages. If, any, if anyone remembers that old dinosaur. Back to my, MySpace. <laughs> Back yeah, to MySpace. MySpace and was the ish, man. It was so, it was like everything. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's, I, that was my whole space. I owned the, I owned the Nokia photography space on, on MySpace. <laughs> that was all me. Uh, on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Right. The way I like. I need to bring it back to Instagram and see, I need to issue some Nokia smartphone challenges. Um, but so anyway, we, we would take photos with photographers and one of the photographers became a good friend of mine. And I, I just remember being fascinated at how high quality the photos were that she was taking. And she would show me how she edits them in Photoshop. And I was enamored. I was fascinated at how you can edit a photo and manipulate the colors and manipulate the light and all this stuff. And I just found it fascinating. So I would always kind of bug her I would always like bother her about it and ask her hey can I see how you edit some more photos you know and so eventually after like a few months of me bugging her I decided that I wanted to ask my parents for a, a camera for Christmas so I asked my dad and then um and then he and my brother 
went half and half and bought me my first DSLR, which was uh, the Nikon D40X. And it was, uh, it was like a $650 camera, nothing crazy by today's standards, but you got to understand I'm coming from a Nokia phone, you know? So with one megapixel. <laughs> Nokia squad, Nokia boys. <laughs> hashtag Nokia boys. Yeah, but it has to be spelled B-O-Y-Z. Hashtag, hashtag Nokia boys. Nokia boys. Um, and because I came from that phone and I was used to one megapixel quality or two megapixel quality, and this, this camera had, you know, I don't know, like 10 megapixels or something. You know, I was blown away that I could zoom in that far after I take a photo and I could still see detail. It was just, it, to me, it looked like it, it was insane. I just remember being so um, shocked and, and, and I was, and that was it for me. Like once I took that first, I, my first photo actually, I think was of like my kitchen. Um, and it had like the, it was on auto, of course, tisk tisk, right? Bad mark. But um, the flash, the automatic flash popped up. And so everything was like super sharp, although the light looked terrible, but after that, I was I was hooked. You know, I took pictures of everything. So that's that's kind of how I started. Uh, but then, how you got like your first job? Like, I mean, you been shooting like bands or uh, yeah. I know. I, you know, I I did get asked to shoot bands at first because I knew a lot of bands. Um, but and that was my first job was actually for a musician. But what really the way it happened was I I didn't pick up a, a camera in order to make money. The the reason I picked up the camera was because. I'm a nostalgic person. I like remembering moments of my life that are important to me. So I was just carrying my camera everywhere I went. I took it to the store. I took it out with friends. And I just always had my camera. And I was always shooting pictures. One, one time, my friend invited me on a random trip to uh, his lake house. And I woke up. And it wasn't even a question. Like, I just, my camera was already in my bag ready to go. So when I went there, I was, everyone else was on the boat, you know, and like, he was him and some girls and they're all in their bikinis and I'm over here off by myself taking pictures of rocks, you know, um, and the sand, you know, that's, that's just <laughs> Nokia boys. That's just how I, that's just how I am. Like when I, when I love something, everything else in my life is just a part of this thing that I love and it's all filtered through the thing that I love. So when I fell in love with photography, it's like, yeah, I'll hang out with my friends, but I'm mainly there to just take photos of new things, you know? And so what happened was, because I was always with my camera, everyone sort of started labeling me photographer. And they all knew, all those people knew me as the musician first because they, they all knew me through my band. But because I literally had my camera all the time, they would, they would start spreading the word on their own. Like anytime someone needed a photographer, they're just like, oh, my friend Mark shoots all the time. Like you should, you should hit him up. And that's exactly how I got my first job. Um, I was in two bands at that time and, and the lead singer of the band was the brother of the drummer. So it was the drummer and the singer were brothers. And then the brother left left that band and started his his own solo project. And then he immediately called me and said, hey, I need an album cover. So my very first photo job actually turned into an artist album cover. And it's still, I think it's still on iTunes today. So you can see how bad my first my first photos were. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't I, I'll find I'll try to find a photo. I'll try to I mean it's pretty bad. I don't know if I really want everyone knowing that I took that photo, but <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll try to find a picture. I, it's funny because whenever I go to my friend's house, he has a big poster of that because, um, look he, at this wall, up, look at this <laughs> yeah, wall. Do you remember right? this? He's yeah. Like, hey Mark, uh, <laughs> it's a good reminder though. It's a good reminder, I think, because it's crazy to see how far I've, I've come, you know, and, and you don't, 
you don't think about it when you're shooting. You're just in the moment and you're just shooting for fun. And you're trying you're trying to do your best with every new thing that you're that you're shooting. At least I am. And so you don't notice how how much better you're getting over time until you actually see something like that. You see your first couple photos. So I try to regularly go back in time and I go look on my old hard drives at, at some of the first photos I took. And I'm like, man, sometimes I'll even go back and edit some of my first photos just to see how I would do it differently. So Because you will have like different color correction or I don't know, different retouching or something. Oh, totally different. Yeah, well, for, well, first of all, I was shooting all in JPEG, which, you know, already, already you know, it's going to be terrible. But Better than Nokia. <laughs> everything was better than the Nokia. <laughs> Uh, but like in your lifetime, uh, you you like wasn't working at all. Like I mean, on other jobs, like doing something else, like and trying to combine your li- love for photography. So you like started as a photographer right away, and you were were like hustling or grinding all the time, yeah? Or or well, I wasn't really, <clears throat> I wasn't really well. Okay, so for that first job, you know, he paid me like a hundred dollars, and. And that was for me, I mean, at that time, you, you know, you're, you're in high school or you're just out of high school. You don't have, I didn't have like a full-time job or anything. So I was like, wait a second, a hundred dollars is like one sixth of what my camera costs. So I just, something in me said, I didn't realize I could make money doing this. And, and I, and I, I also didn't put any effort into getting that client. It was all word of mouth. So I didn't know, I, you know, you're not a business person when you start with photography, you're just you're a photographer you just start because you like taking pictures and then all of a sudden you realize that you can make money but you don't necessarily know how to do any sort of client acquisition client retention marketing you then have to it's like a daunting idea to then become a business person because that's not why you started you're an, you're an artist i mean like it's it's uh, really a lot of people struggle like when it comes to uh, kind of business side as you said because when you're doing photography you're doing because of your i would say emotions and then there is like a part like a side part of uh, money earning earning do- those money yeah and when it comes to this part then it's really hard that's why for example i i'm doing like i know music photography on the side like a hobby and then i'm earning money from like other i would say business ventures you know so, so yeah and i and I, and i think it's like uh, like for all people it's really uh, kind of complicated and hard and it was very complicated for me the whole entire world of booking a client making money and repeating that process and growing your business starting a business getting a business license paying taxes all, all this stuff at that time it just it sort of built up and built up and it, it made me feel pressure now like i started doing something that i love to do just for the fun of it and then all of a sudden i felt all this pressure to make money doing that thing and i did this for eight years like i i was doing that sort of process i felt like i i had been i had been pushed into the business side just because i felt pressure to make money you know but i didn't really ever feel comfortable doing the business side of it i always my heart always just wanted to go out and shoot like landscapes or something you know or just take pictures with my friends while they're swimming and I'm taking pictures of rocks. Like that was the most fun for me because I was 
exploring my own creativity and that kind of thing. Because like, you know, uh, when you, for example, taking photos of the rock uh, with your Nokia or any other Sony Ericsson, uh, you're like, first priority is uh, to make for yourself this photo but when it comes to the business side i think most of people forget that you should make for other people first and not for yourself and that's where we came to a point where you said before that uh you like took down all this family like uh, portraits like senior portraits to pursue the creative work where where you can kind of uh, combine but still i i still uh i assume that it's really hard sometimes you know when for example cli- client wa- wants this but you're like no 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 listen listen let's do this let's do this i know like yeah well it's it's always it's always a learning process and there are people skills that you need to acquire if you if you want to be a great business person you you need to be able to work with people um which is something that i didn't care to do for a long long time because i really am a, a, like an artist i'm a true artist at heart i want i want the project to be what i know it should be and sometimes and most of the time your clients don't have your vision so for me i was always struggling to prove to the client why my vision is worth paying for and And at a point, at a certain point, I realized the reason why it was such a struggle to get them to believe that was because my work at that time, it just wasn't that good. And I had to be honest with myself and say, as much as I have visions for great work, I'm not delivering great work. Even though I can see it in my head, I'm not good enough yet. So what I did was I took a whole year. I just told myself, this was actually at the beginning of 2016. I, I told myself, okay, no more paid jobs. Um, do something else for work, for money, but for now, for a year, grind as hard as you can with photography and figure out who the heck you are as a photographer. Who are you as an artist? And should you even be an artist? Should you even be a photographer? I was asking myself these questions after eight years of shooting because I got so frustrated with, you know, the business side of photography and feeling uninspired and feeling, I was making like $200 a photo shoot Um, at that time, like for eight years, you know, and in California, if you live in California, that's not very much money at all. Because if if you're if you're driving, spending money on gas, which is already expensive, and you're paying for parking everywhere you shoot pretty much um, the time it takes to edit the photos, your equipment, your software, you know, everything adds up. And so you're just not making very much money. And I remember I just was getting depressed about it. So I quit for like, maybe a year or so. And then when I decided to get back into it, I said, all right, I'm going to not take any paid jobs for a year. And I'm going to figure out, I'm going to push myself to be as creative as I can possibly be and find my own voice. Because if I find out that I'm not creative, then I'll know that this isn't for me to do. Like I should, I just shouldn't be a photographer. And then, but if, but if on the off chance that I do find my voice, then my hope was that not only will I be in love with what I'm shooting all the time, but also that if I ever get another job, people would actually be paying me for the thing that I love to shoot. So they wouldn't they wouldn't come to me trying to convince me to do what they want. Instead, they would hopefully say, I just love what you do. I don't know how to describe it, but I just want you to be creative. Can I pay you to do that? And that was, for me, that was my dream job. So that's what I worked really hard to, to, to I worked really hard to get to that place. 
Uh, yes, I, I mean, it's really inspiring that you like, like took off one year and just like push yourself like I'm doing this creative stuff. No more like this uh, things that I don't want to do. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Let's move to um, kind of uh, a little bit positive side. But uh, I mean, what's your uh, funny, weird awkward story about your photo shoot so at the beginning of 2016 when i decided to you know to shoot what i wanted to shoot i was i still had a couple clients um who were paying me right and one of those clients um it was like it was actually the same the same week that i decided to stop taking paid jobs um this is the reason why this is one of the main reasons why so i had a client booked he was going to pay me like $200 to do like an, a, a lot of photos, like way too many. Um, and then we plan to shoot at sunrise. So, you know, I wake up at sunrise, I get to bed early. I wake up at sunrise. I'm all packed up, ready to go. Batteries charged. Everything's good. And then I see his text message saying like, oh yeah, we're going to have to reschedule because, you know, I have this thing. planned." So he bailed on me. And, and I was like, what the heck, man? Like, so, and I made the mistake of, I didn't charge him any, any uh, deposit or anything. So, Right. There was no fee charge. So because he was a friend, you know, he, I sort of knew him through someone. And so anyway, I was really upset. I was really bad and, and sort of like disappointed. But I decided, you know what, this year is my year for creativity. This is my year to push myself. And, and I think that I'm going to take this negative experience and I'm going to turn it into a positive experience. So I just went out anyway to the same beach that we were going to shoot at at sunrise. And I just I just called actually called my friend who lives down the street for me. And I was like, hey, um, this is totally random and this probably won't make sense. But I feel like I feel like I'm supposed to just go go out and shoot today, this morning, even though my client bailed. And I know you're probably super tired, but I need help carrying some equipment if you wouldn't mind helping me. And she just happened to be like super awake. She's like, actually, I couldn't sleep. So it's kind of crazy that you called. She's like that. And I was bored. So let's go do it. So I was staring at your MySpace patient. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 I was looking at all your old crappy photos actually. And I was like, this guy needs to practice. So let's go do it. <laughs> so, so we, we drove to the beach and I had no goal other than to just do something I've never done before and to be creative. So I decided that what I wanted to try to do was like a levitation photo. Cause I had never tried that before. I didn't know. I never really worked in the creative side of Photoshop other than just basic layer editing and color and light editing things like that and sharpening and stuff. I'd never really done anything creative in Photoshop. Like masks and all this stuff. Nothing really like masking. Yeah, nothing really too crazy. Um, I didn't know any advanced selection methods or I didn't even really know advanced retouching uh, at that point. Because like I said, every time I thought I don't know how to do something, I sort of got scared of it and I didn't want to pursue it because it's not a good feeling when you don't know how to do something. You know, it's, it's, it makes you feel kind of behind like you're behind everybody else and so anyway i told myself no there's no more running from these things i need to be creative so i went out to the beach did a levitation photo and it ended up being such an amazing photo for me because i looked at the photo when it was done and i because i was inspired to do something different my brain was working differently so i came up with different color palettes and i started finding my own voice in what i really wanted the photo to look like and feel like and I ran into all these problems that I could have avoided if I knew how to shoot it properly, but it was good that I ran into the problems because then I knew how to fix them. I knew how to explain how to fix them and stuff. So this sort of, 
Right. Like, and I grew exponentially in that photo shoot because that photo ended up taking me way too long to edit because I, I didn't know how to edit that photo. So it took me like 10 hours or something. And I, and I remember when I got back to the house, I was super tired because I woke up early, but I stayed up like the whole day and almost into the evening, I think, finishing it. And then I just posted it and then I went to bed. And then when I woke up, I posted it to Facebook, I think, or, or I did post it to Instagram too. But it got a lot of attention, you know, more attention than my other photos were getting at that time. Because at that time on Instagram, I had like almost no following. Um, and all of a sudden, I started seeing people enjoy that that sort of creativity and, and the message behind it. You know, people liked reading that long caption about that story. So I was like, okay, so now I'm, I'm not only seeing that I can be creative with photography, but I can also inspire people to take a bad situation and turn it into a good situation. So I decided um, that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create unique art and inspire people. You know, that's what I want to do. I'm right now looking at your one of your photo with the horse and the horse is like on fire. Oh, that was uh, that was my headless horseman photo that I did for Halloween. <laughs> that photo it's is an insane amount of an insane amount of work went into that photo. Yeah, probably more because I ended up having to plan the the shoot. Um, I ended up planning it with a buddy, and we we built the costume. We 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 got the props. We we drove out pretty far. It was like probably two and a half, three days of planning. Probably like five to six hour shoot. And then um, the editing probably took me 20 to 30 hours or something on that, maybe 40. No, the, I have two of those Headless Horseman photos, and one of them took me 40 hours, and the other one took me like 30. And part of that, too, was I, I, I was still learning how to do photo manipulation because um, I shot everything in that photo myself. Like, I shot the fog, the smoke myself. I shot all the fire. I shot the horse, um, you know, the pumpkin, the... Everything I shot myself except for the bats. I composited the bats in there. No, 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 not stocking. Me, my, yeah, my goal was always to create my own stock image library from the beginning. Yeah, I, I really relate to this because I, I like I've started to take also like conceptual photos for three years. Just oh my god, one photo took like one day or two days like editing and like experimenting all the time with the colors. And when you when you when you started doing that, did you feel intimidated to start that because you, you realize that it's kind of I just started like I was like uh, in the bus and I said to myself, yo, I don't want to take photos of the cats like <laughs> or landscapes. I want to take photos with this black mask and just go out and meet new people every like weekend. Uh, I mean this, uh, you know this guy, Noise uh, Seven. Who? No, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, noise Seven. Oh, no, I don't know. He so he's making all his edits on uh, mobile. But you know who? All, uh, a couple other people do that I've seen, and it looks really um, interesting. It's very interesting. It's definitely its own unique style. Um, I, I who you admire? Who you, who you like admire? Who who inspired you? Like inspire you on Instagram? Well, No one on Instagram inspired me, but people, um, a couple people on YouTube I saw, or just like randomly, I would like, I, I would, I draw a lot, 90% of my inspiration from my own like internal desire to be better. Um, so I don't really know very many, like, I don't know very many popular photographers. I don't know their names. I don't know their work. I don't really look too much at other people's work, to be honest. Um, not because I don't enjoy it, of course, but just I don't draw on it for like my my own personal inspiration but there were a couple photographers who really who really I think 
allowed me to realize that there's this entire other world to photography that I have not even come close to touching. And I think one of them was Ben Von Wong. He does these really crazy high concept photo shoots. He's from Canada. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Yep. yep okay. Yep. And um, he does these crazy high concept photo shoots. And I just love, <clears throat> I love that. Um, all his work is, it's not only is it professional, but it's creative. It tells stories. And um, <clears throat> I like the idea of telling stories. So that he, he sort of early on when I saw his work, I was kind of blown away. And I was like, wow, if, if one day I can shoot stuff like that, you know, I'll be happy or I'll, I'll feel like proud of myself, you know. So him and then maybe a couple others here and there, but mostly the conception, the con like I remember there was a guy named Joey. I can't remember his last name. This kid was shooting bands when I was in a band back in high school. And he was like 16, 17, and he was landing like huge corporate jobs because he was super good. And I remember being like, wow, that kid's definitely amazing at photography. And he upped the game, you know? So after I saw that, I was just pretty much you know, enamored with that style. And I, and, and I knew at some point I had to try and do it myself. There is, uh, I think maybe from, from my perspective, what drives your like uh, inspiration is music mostly, no? Because like, it's not like, for example, you're listening to music and you have those images in your head, like, yeah, oh, this image, boom. Uh, before, do you have any like uh, photos in your head Uh, of how you shoot like or, or you just go and shoot and you like improvise on the set yeah it's different for every shoot i mean for the headless horseman shoot you know a lot of planning went into that it, for me it was i have to i had to draw it out you know i had to visualize it i had to figure out okay which lens am i going to shoot this with what's my focal length um where am i going to how, how am i going to get the horse to do this movement and how am i and if the horse what if the horse can't do this movement so i had contingency plans Um, and because the horse was rearing in that photo and it turned out that that horse couldn't rear. So I had to be creative and I ended up on set creating, I grabbed a bunch of pieces of wood from around the, the little area that we were shooting and I stacked up the wood and I, and I made the, I made the, the person who owns the horse. Um, I had her ride the horse over the, so he would kind of just jump up over the little pieces of wood. So I grabbed his, his front legs, you know, um, And then I was like, okay, so now I have a shot of his front legs raised up. Perfect. Now I just need a shot of his back legs. And then I composited. So that horse is like five horses in one. So I did plan a lot of that. But some of the things I, that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't anticipate, I tried to have contingency plans for. So that takes a lot of planning. But most of the portrait lifestyle stuff, it's like second nature now because I do it so often. So I don't really need to plan those um, very much at all, to be honest with you. I could just... I like having a mix of planned photo shoots and then extemporaneous photo shoots where you're just improving the whole time. So for me, it's both. Um, my, ins my inspiration for photos, I mean, I, I don't know. I get, I think, I, I think I'm in the moment a lot when I'm shooting. So I, I really like to connect with the person that I'm shooting with. So I like having phone calls before we shoot. I like um, getting to know them in between shots instead of just, you know, worrying about my settings or anything. I really like talking with people and getting to know them. So one, the more I get to know someone, the more I get a sense of like how to capture them, I think. So, so I think in the moment it kind of, I grab my inspiration from it. So, yeah. I mean, like when I kind of get to know person, what I'm doing, I'm just, uh, I start with jokes. If, if the person like my jokes, then we can. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously I start off with t explaining to them about my Nokia phone and then that usually 
I usually get some. Let, let me explain you this. Uh, Sonny Ericsson, put away. Like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and then I never hear from that client again. <laughs> could you talk like more about uh, your trip to New York? I see, like in your uh, bio, you will be from August twenty nine till September two in New York. Could you like speak about this a little bit right. if you want? Yeah. Um, so this is. This is another instance of me taking a negative situation and turning it into a positive for myself. So I had a really bad experience with a client not too long ago. And, and it was, it wasn't, most people say it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. I'm always first one to say if this was my fault, because if someone's not happy with the photos I deliver, I'll, I'll just give them a refund. I'll just be like, I'll always try to, to offer them a better experience. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll try to say, well, can we try to shoot it again the way you want it? You know, I'll even do that for free most of the time. Um, but this person was just being, you know, not a good client. So we laid out the terms of the shoot. I met my side of the terms and then they were trying to get more out of me than, than was agreed upon. So I was like, well, that's not what we agreed upon. If you want me to do more, you know, we can, we can schedule that. You can pay me for that extra work. So they weren't into that and they were, it was just a really, it was a bad experience. So on the way home from meeting with them, I was kind of upset and I, I don't like arguing with people. I'm not like, I'm not interested in fighting with people. And I really, really hate when someone has a bad experience with me. So I was just down on myself, you know, feeling like, man, what did I do wrong? Like, is there anything I could have fixed? You know, that's, I always internalize all of that stuff and I always, I always blame myself sort of right away. But then I realized, you know, I don't really think I did anything wrong in this situation. So, um, why am I feeling bad? So anyway, the more I thought about that bad client, that negative experience with a client, the more I realized, but you know what, this year I've been so blessed to work with so many awesome clients. I'm just going to start calling all the ones that I really like. And I called all the clients that I really like. And I just said, Hey, I just wanted to say randomly, uh, I really appreciate you. You're always on time. You never give me problems and you're always fun to work with and you're always happy. And like, I just want you to know that I very much appreciate you. If I can offer you some extra photos on the next photo shoot, I'd love to do that for free. And, and, uh, and every single client was like, wow, that was so nice. Like it's so unexpected and so nice of you. And I, and I was like, well, I had a bad experience recently and I just want you to know that I do appreciate you and your business. So, um, so that I did that. And one of those clients that I called, he lives in New York and I had shot with him out here when he was in LA and he called and he answered the phone. And he was like, what's up, Mark? Are you out here? And I was like, no, I'm not in New York. Um, cause the last time I was in New York earlier this year for more photography stuff, um, like I've been to New York twice this year for, for work. And the last time I was there, um, I was, I was busy shooting for, for someone. So I couldn't, I couldn't really, um, you know, book other clients. So I told, I told him, um, because he was sort of, he was sort of hoping I would be able to shoot him the last time I went to New York, but I was busy. So, so anyway, he asked me if I'm in town and I was like, no, but I wanted to, I wanted to say thank you. And I told him I appreciate him. And I, and then I just felt like in the moment of talking, I felt like he really wanted to work with me. So I asked him, I said, well, look, what if we did something kind of crazy, kind of unique? What if, um, you and I just do our own thing and I'll give you like, a much bigger package. Like I'll give you more photos. We'll be more creative. We'll, we'll even do some video content for you and for your business. Cause he's an entrepreneur too. And I said, what if we just do our own thing and it's all tailored specifically to you. And I come out there and, and I fly out to New York for a couple of days. And, and that way the, 
since I'm doing more work, it'll be a bigger paying job, but you'll be getting a lot more out of it. And he was like, that sounds great. What'd you have in mind? And I was like, well, what if we, you know, what if we do this? And I just started pitching him ideas. Long story short, I'm actually getting paid extra so that I can do this, but he's also flying me out and letting me crash at his place. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a nice paying job. I get to travel. Um, I get to work with someone who I love to work with. I get to be creative. You know, it's, it's a dream come true, really. So, and it's only the beginning, I think, because I, as I, as the way I am is I take, after I have an experience, I always ask myself, like, what can I learn from this experience? And I've been doing that my whole life, but specifically with photography, I've been taking all of that stuff and just, I write down all the lessons that I learned, you know, what worked for me here, what didn't work for me here. And I have this log of information, you know, yeah, I have notes. Yeah. I write notes and I have, I have it all saved. And, um, and that, and you know, that that's one of the reasons why I think I will probably end up in the teaching side of photography. Yeah. in a lot of different areas of photography and I have a wide range of experiences from good to bad to horrible to amazing and adventurous and boring, all, all of it, you know? Really, uh, I would say amazed because I don't know any other synonym, but I, I just like, I see that you're really passionate about photography and you're like super hustling and you're trying to do this, that it's not working. Okay, fuck it. I will do this. Like, doesn't matter. Like, uh, yeah. Could you please tell about your uh, photography course that will come up soon? What, what what it will be about, like about uh, p- portraits or about photography in overall? Right. Um, so so I have a couple things. Um, num- number one, like this is kind of where it started. I, w- I started selling presets and just on a whim. I didn't really think anyone would be interested in them. But a lot of people started buying my presets and telling me that they really helped their workflow. They really helped edit their photos and that kind of thing. So people were really happy with them. And <clears throat> so... I was like, oh, cool. I didn't think anyone would like that. So then I realized that all the messages, I get lots of messages on Instagram um, and I'm always very grateful for them, but I don't always have time to answer them all. But a lot of the messages started to ask me, I started seeing the same questions over and over and over and over, <laughs> excuse me. And one of the, um, one of the, one of the questions that I got quite a bit was, um, how, how do you shoot your photos? How do you edit your photos? That kind of thing. But obviously I can't explain that to like 500 people who are asking me that I can't just type that out. And, you know, and also, right. And and also I thought to myself, why should I type that out? Because the road for me to get to know from nowhere to somewhere was really difficult. Like it was really painstaking for me. And I was like, why, why at first I was like, why should I give this information? I, it wasn't like I was opposed to it. I just asked myself, should I really even consider doing this? Should I because a lot of people want to know. So could I maybe turn this into a business? And could I help people as well as make my living? And I don't have to constantly stress about booking clients, you know, because I could just teach or something. So that was the first thought I had is like, I had the genuine question, why should I tell people how I edit? And then I had to ask myself, is my information even worth giving to people? You know, I always ask myself, am I am I truly good enough to do that? So I don't, I never feel like I'm good enough for anything in terms of art. I always feel like I could be doing better. But if this many people are willing to, you know, buy a tutorial where I teach them how I edit a portrait, then I'll do it. So that's what I started with is this idea of one tutorial from beginning to end on a typical portrait so that people can see my style. They can see how I edit in Lightroom and Photoshop and my entire workflow from beginning to end. And then I can explain everything that I'm doing 
in a very um, articulate, explicit way, uh, that sort of thing. So I decided that was something that I would pursue. So for the last several months, I've been collecting emails of people who are interested. Um, and really, my goal with that is to just show people what I do, and hopefully it helps them. With the photography class, that came about only a couple months ago when I just woke up from like this really deep sleep. And I thought to myself when I woke up, I was like, man, it would be really interesting if I could come up with like nine unique lesson plans, one for each week, and do a nine-week online course where I teach people how to shoot. And I spend three weeks on shooting and then three weeks on editing and then three weeks on growing your social media on Instagram. And because those are the topics that kept popping up and popping up. And I was like, well, the tutorial is only like one lesson on editing. So that's really where that started. And then, and then I just, so I go live on Instagram every Monday at 6 PM, pretty much, um, Los Angeles time. So I have this little culture on my live stream where I play music, I hang out with people, we just chill, we talk, you know, we talk about photography, we talk about life, like I get to know everybody. And I started asking them, Yo, guys, like, what do you what would you think if I if I did a nine week course? Do you think that'd be something people would would really be interested in? Because it would it would have to be, you know, an investment that they make because it's going to take me a lot of time to do it. But if people are interested, I'd be willing to do that. So everybody was like, yes, oh, my God, where do I sign up? Where so then it was about how the heck do I find how do, how do I start a course? I've never even thought to do this. So I don't know where to start. So I started I began asking people who who have done online courses, you know, any tips, any tricks. So they showed me a couple tips and tricks and I started implementing them. And that's really where that is. And, and I have a guy who he said, Hey, he just called me up. He films video. He's really good at filming video too. He called me up and he said, Hey Mark, it's been a while. I just wanted to see, are there any projects you're working on that I could help you with? I was like, what? Like, that's so random. And he, and I was like, well, as a matter of fact, I'm thinking of starting a photography school and it would be great to have some high quality video content. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's sit down. Let's plan it out. So, so he and I are in the process of, of doing that. And I think it's going to be really, really cool to be honest with you. It's something that if I had this sort of course, when I started, I wouldn't have wasted eight years making all the mistakes that I made because I would have learned right, right away from the beginning. Like, um, and my course is really going to be a lot of like, I'm not accepting everybody into the course because number one, I don't think I'll have the time to to dedicate to every single, like if I have 500 people apply. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I want to talk with each person um, every week. I want to have office hours essentially, you know, so I think I'll do webinars. I'll do portfolio reviews. I'll go look at their Instagrams and I'll say, okay, so this is what I'm noticing about your Instagram. And this is how I think it could improve. And this is what I think you're doing really well. And I think here's your particular homework assignment for the next nine weeks. I think this is what you should work on, you know, and I want to be able to monitor those things and, you know, really just spend time with every student and get to know them and, and help. And I want to add them to private message groups and have them connect with each other and help each other grow. Um, Cause peer learning is amazing. And yeah, so I think that's my goal for for probably the fall. And then my tutorials, there's the editing tutorial for portraits um, I filmed it already. I did the screen capture. I got the the audio good. The audio's good and everything. And I'm just editing that footage. And I think I'm gonna try to make that available next week. Go to uh, Mark Singerman or Mark as I like as I was reading your uh, handle username. Mark 
in German. <laughs> Just Mark, Marks, Marks in German. Yeah. And uh, you go to him and uh, there will be available his uh, mini course about portraits, like editing, how to edit them. Uh, and also, for sure, check out his photos. Why not? Like, you will be amazed, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, you can too, like, uh, basically. Well, I think it's fun if, if anyone's interested in just hanging out. Um, Monday Monday Live is a great place to just hang out, and I try to answer, like, everyone's questions as best I can on, on the live stream. Um, if, if people are interested in asking questions, of course. But um, other than that, I think it's just fun to hang out with new people, get to know new people. And the comment sections are always really, really fun for me. Like after I, I post a photo every morning and then I spend about an hour, hour and a half talking with everyone in the comments. Um, I, I, right, right. I, I do I do a lot of either or. I'm like, American cars or European cars? And then I make people start answering and then I go, well, why? well, I think this. And then we just start talking about different things, you know. Could you please give advice for people who want to pursue photography, but not only photography, like I would say maybe entertainment? Oh, like in, in well, the, the only, <clears throat> I'd say the only advice that I feel comfortable giving is, is the advice that I sort of live by, which is I really, really recommend finding your voice, shooting and doing what you love to do and working way harder at that thing than anyone else is working at it because that's the only way you're going to define who you are. You're going to know who you are. People are going to want you for who you are and you'll be a lot happier. I mean, you're going to find success either way. You just have to ask yourself, do you want to find success being something that you're not or do you want to find success being something that you are? I, that's that's what I would say. That's awesome. I mean, next visual portraits, episode six. Today with us was Mark Singerman, woo, woo, Singerman, sorry, yeah, Singerman. Uh, yep. So yeah, check it out the next yeah, episode, check it out. Uh, basically. Bye, see ya, see ya. Later, thanks.